The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and I, we move to the NFC West Conference and make our 2022 preview and predictions for the Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, and 49ers. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Back at it again, Bry. Almost done, man. Last week with the West. Kind of getting excited. I'm getting excited. Yep. To, it's not it, like it's. I enjoy doing these, but the more we do, the later we get into it, the less like fun and surprising it becomes. <laughs> Very true. We're our own spoilers. It's we're we're, t- we're stealing our own fun. But uh, it it must be done. It is a pleasure to do with you as always. Oh, likewise. And I, I do think what we have the from the information that we are about to gather over these next three episodes uh, to close it out, we are going to do a lot of fun stuff with, and that I am excited for, just as much as I was to do the previews. Oh, of course. Of course. So, yeah, so we do, like uh, Bryce said, this is this week and we have two more weeks. And um, at the end of the last one, which is going to be the NFC North, we're going to set up and uh, and play out our predictive playoff brackets. All right. Which should be uh, should be a ton of fun to see how that all that all comes about and and, and go from there. We figure because the NFC North is the last one. We're only going to have to pick uh, make picks for. Technically speaking. Uh, was every team plays six six division games mm-hmm. so technically 12 maybe 16 they're so gay you know what i mean right it's, so it's, when you get to when you get to the packers it's already filled out and that's it exactly exactly yep. we just zoom through it so that'll probably be like a 30 minute episode we um, do zoom through it we do uh we did last year so we're gonna add on the playoff it, function it, we, oh i see what you did there record on zoom Clever girl. Um, <laughs> is that a Jurassic Park line you just dropped on me? It is. It is. All right. Bravo. Not see bad. We're, oh, I love it. Yeah. But I see how we're starting today, and I <laughs> I got to take another sip of coffee to catch up. Bro, I'm I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, two, two, two podcast episodes down today. I am in my last, it's my last day of vacation, so I'm. I'm. I could use some coffee right now. Hashtag warrior, something like that. Maybe someday it'll pay off. Anyways, um, we have yeah the NFC West division, which two years ago, maybe yeah, I wouldn't say maybe a year ago. Nah, probably a year ago. We were all hyping up as the best division, and then entire National Football League. That is very not true anymore, and it's crazy how quick things come and go 
Um, this division, obviously the home of the Super Bowl champion uh, Rams, which uh, will be our last bit today. But this team, this division seeing a lot of change. There's a lot of uh, roster turnover. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily for the better. Um, a lot of noisy teams, a lot of noisy teams in this division as well. And what I mean by that is a lot of uh, contract drama. Um, well, maybe just one big one, but there's contract stuff. There's uh, con- position controversies and um, all sorts of stuff happening in between. The, the division is, I don't know if it's, it, it might still be relatively competitive for three of the, you know, three of the teams, but um, so there's a lot, a lot of noise. I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. The NFC West is very interesting, is interesting and maybe not the best way this year. Well, I think it's a, it's a, like an av- average, a, a amalgamation of all the other divisions kind of put together where you got like the Rams, hopefully the Cardinals still, we'll see about the Niners. Um, but I think if you just include those three teams, I believe they are talented. I believe they are probably going to They each have a really, obviously the Rams, but they all have a really, really good shot at making the playoffs, including the Cardinals, which we struggle to figure out. But I mean, Jimmy G got the Niners to the playoffs. Trey Lance has a very slow bar to clear and then i think (laughs) that just shows that this division is like the nfc overall in a lot of ways which is yeah it's going to be like the the top teams that are competing for the playoffs will probably be competing for the playoffs all year and there's going to be a whole bunch of teams at the bottom that are going to be out of it almost the entire time and it just that's and then you know the big the pool might be bigger than the afc as far as uh, potential playoff teams but i think the bottom tier teams are gonna we know it and they're gonna stay there for a little while yeah there's some there's some bad rosters in the nfc terrible ones mm-hmm. and but not this one necessarily this nah, one's this one's maybe a little better than yeah, average maybe a maybe. little maybe a little bit well i think we could start off with probably the worst team in the division and maybe even one of the worst teams of the national football league this year yeah that unfortunately is the, that is the seattle seahawks they're uh they are over the hill, so to speak, and they finally ripped off the Band-Aid and are entering a rebuild mode. They were last place last year, even with Russell Wilson under center. I think they still amassed. I think they still finished seven and ten. I have to double check the uh, double check the standings here. Twenty twenty one. I did not meant to say twenty two. NFC West standings. Yeah, even with Russ, they managed to make it to seven and ten. Uh, and we know what Russ meant to that team, and he is no longer there. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they they're breaking it down. They're going total team rebuild, and I am all the way here for it. I think it's, uh, um, I think it was necessary. I think it's been necessary for a while. I feel bad that they had to do it at the expense of a franchise quarterback, but at the same time, um, it. It just wasn't working. Russ absorbs a lot of salary cap space. He kind of has been. Seattle's troubles have been starting when Russ started getting paid as far as being on the maintained roster. And it just and they draft terribly as well. They are not very good at the uh the old the old draft thing. But um 
Seattle broke it down and they have the bare minimum at, at many positions. Um, some talented players, you know, don't get me wrong. Tyler Lockett's still there, even though, although aging DK Metcalf is still there. Uh, they acquired Shelby Harris and Noah Fant in their, uh, in their, in their trade with Denver, which is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Drew Locke, not so great. Um, they drafted Charles Cross, which I really liked, but um, so there's some young pieces. There's some talent that uh, I don't think is going to surprise anybody this year. No, they're not. The sum of their parts, you know, is, is not going to be enough any week that you look like you're clearly going to be in trouble during, during the your game, your matchup. I think though, that would give them wide receiver talent if they stay healthy. I'm just saying, man, like DK Metcalf and, and, and Tyler Lockett is one of the most lethal one, two combos in the league. Oh, agreed. So, yeah. So, um, don't, don't sleep because you know, it only takes a few plus splash plays from them. No. I just think they're lacking in so many, just so many other areas. Oh, well, sure. They, they can't, they can't compete. They could, you know, that, Every team has its day, right? Every every team has its day. The Jets the last couple of years have been winning games that they're not supposed to. They're beating the Rams. Um, they've beaten, you know, they beat up on the Titans. They beat up on teams they weren't supposed to beat. So Seattle, we may get some surprises from the Seahawks this year. It's certainly it's certainly possible. I mean, we already did the Falcons. They were what seven and ten last year. Yeah, that that's not a good roster. No, that's not a good roster. No, but they had a quarterback to to cover it up. And that's the thing is that Seattle does not have that exactly right now. So Geno Smith and drew lock is who they're going into with. I'm actually, I do want to say this. I'm glad that they didn't bite on a trade. I'm actually glad that they didn't bite on a trade. I think it would have set their, their rebuild back. Yeah. Pete Carroll probably would have preferred a trade, but Uh, I know he would have, I know he would have, I mean, something Jimmy G the individual quarterback trades are very rare. We've only seen them maybe a handful of times. Yeah. Um, but I really can't see if San Fran really believes that Jimmy G has value still. I don't think they would send him to. And I mean, even Seattle, would they want to take on that salary cap? That's the thing. So I think uh, I, I think Seattle's fine where they are, where they're at. I mean, obviously not for this season. It's going to be a tough season, uh, 12th men and women. But um, it's uh, it's it's one of the things that just has to be done. Because it just wasn't getting any better, mm-hmm. so it was stagnant, super stagnant. It was hard yeah. to watch. So, um, let's see. I don't think I have too much more to add on that one. No, I mean it's their storyline is so simple this year. Of just, it's another year of Pete Carroll, which doesn't bring a whole lot of excitement. No, uh, no. and you you traded your superstar away. And and you released your other superstar linebacker, which obviously well, Wagner, we, can all, Bobby Wagner, we, we yeah. can all acknowledge that you know Bobby Wagner isn't the Bobby Wagner of old, but still it's a guy, a name that he, is tied to that franchise in a historic way. So he found out he's the one who found out on social media that they released him. Yes, that thing it did time out like that. Yeah, yeah, awful. Anyways, let's go and make our picks. All right, the twenty twenty two Seattle Seahawks preview. 
and predictions. All right, we already have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of our seventeen games picked out. Uh, so ten of our no, it'd be ten of our yeah, it would be ten ten of our seventeen games picked out. So we shall go from there. Week one hosting Denver, Russell Wilson's big old homecoming. Me and Brian have a loss. Week two at San Francisco. Loss. Yeah, loss. Yeah. Week three, hosting the Atlanta Falcons. I gave Seattle a win here, and you gave them a loss. Week four at Detroit. I'm going loss for the Seahawks. This is the first one that's, it's almost a 50-50 game. Right. I mean, I would would hope Jared Goff, I almost call him, did I call him Golf? Golf? It's Jared. It happens. It happens. Jerry, uh, 18 holes there. Um, <laughs> no, there you go. J- Jerry Goff should outplay Drew Locke. Therefore, Lions win. All right. So, but those rosters are, you know, pretty I, de- I definitely put Detroit's head and shoulders. I think the only thing that Seattle has ahead of them is wide is the wide receiver. And even that might be even a little bit closer than we think. Mm, I, yeah. I, DK Metcalf, he's he's I have a hard time with, with DK sometimes. Yeah. He did I don't think he crossed a thousand yards receiving last year. I think he was hurt. No. Nope. Listen. <laughs> Maybe. Banged up. Playing hurt. Maybe. Injured. I, he's a warrior. Hashtag. <laughs> I just DK. He, I don't know. It's he's my dude. I can't. I can't slander him. It was yeah. Russ's fault. Yeah, it's Russ's and, and Pete Carroll's fault. DK can do no wrong. Let me double check. I don't want to sound silly, but um, I have a really hard time with DK sometimes. Yeah, don't don't you be the one sounding silly? That's my job. Yeah, nine, okay, nine hundred sixty-seven yards off seventy-five catches and twelve <laughs> touchdowns. Okay, so he played all 17 games though. So but like I said, Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> um week five at New Orleans. We have losses. Week six hosting Arizona. I'm gonna give a win here to Arizona. Yeah, they should win. They should. Um Week seven at the Chargers, we have losses. Week eight, hosting the Giants, we have losses. Week nine at Arizona. Yep, go ahead. Loss. I thought you'd split. I don't know if Seattle split. If if they do split with anybody, I feel like if, if Seattle splits with anybody, it might be San Fran. Interesting. I'd say they split this one. Okay. So I'll win here. Win here for the birds. Wow, great. My pen ran out. Perfect. Perfect timing. Okay. There we go. Okay. Week 10 at uh, Tampa Bay. We got losses. Week 11 by week 12. Hosting the Raiders. We have losses. Week 13 at the Rams. 
Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Week 13 we're at? Yeah. Man, that's late for their first matchup with the Rams. They play them in week 13 and week 18. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a loss. Uh, week 14, hosting Carolina. We have losses for the Seahawks here. Week 15 versus San Francisco. Well, that's because we called Baker Mayfield to the Panthers. That is one thing I got to ask you. Does it, how much does it affect to move the needle for you for the Panthers? Um, One or two games, maybe? I think I was on the record for saying that I could see it pushing it to three, an additional three games. Okay. Which leaves them at least two games out of the playoffs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope it turns out better, but yeah, it was just wild timing, all that. How um, has anyone know, have you noticed what Panther fans' reactions? I, I don't get a lot of my Twitter feed, so uh we have some on the page. They've been laughing at the memes I've posted, which is pretty cool. Some of them are like, eh, it was I mean it's mixed feelings. Yeah. I, I haven't seen anybody shit all over it, which is, you know, I guess it's a plus thing. I mean, at this point, it's all about how Panthers feel, the fans feel. And if, you know, if they're excited, yeah, I'm happy for them. No, I really am. I'm just sad that my Baker Mayfield Browns jersey means nothing anymore. But, uh, oh, it's, it, it has its own fun history. It's cool. I guess so. I guess so. Um, you know, uh, little Dad Torres, he counted all the jerseys I have on the wall. Yeah. 46. Nice. Never did that before. Um, I still got three more on the way, and I got two that I had two or three that I haven't hung up yet. Quite uh, quite the collection. Anyways, week fifteen hosting San Francisco. I'm gonna go a late season win here. This is the split. I feel like if any teams like like I said, I got mixed feelings about Arizona, and I got a lot of mixed feelings about San Francisco right now too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm gonna go win here for the for the Seahawks. Okay. Um. I can't justify a win. I want to, but I feel so bad about their quarterback situation. And we already know San Francisco um, made it to the playoffs with a bad quarterback situation. So they did. <laughs> they did. The Debo. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. All right. It's week 16 at Kansas City. Loss and a loss. Week 17, we picked the Jets to beat the Seahawks. Let's go. Seattle. And then week 18. This feels like one where the Rams will be sitting starters and then be like, oh, here, here you go, Seattle fans. It feels like it. Who's backing up Stafford? Oh, God. I honestly have no idea. It's... This is my question. I'll, I'll figure it out. All right. I'll give Seattle a pity win here a pity win like hey like bell belichick telling the bills fans that hey he uh i gave this one to you that one year yeah that was uh doug marone yep mm-hmm. i was at a birthday party for my grandma i think huh. I'm, I'm it doesn't matter what i find here as far as the backup goes um if Seattle wins the game, is because the Rams literally don't care. Right. So I'm fine with doing that. Go ahead and okay. give them another pity win. All right. 
one, two. All right, I have them at four and 13. And you have them at one, two, you have them at three and 14. All right, so hot start to uh, hot start to this week's episode. Oof. Sorry, Seattle fans. What? Who's your backup? <laughs> Who is it? John Wolford. Wolford. Oh, yeah. No. Anyways, moving on. They should <laughs> trade for Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I want him to be reclaimed. Somebody fix this guy. No, but then my Darnold jersey won't matter anymore. Good. Wait. It doesn't matter now. I know. <laughs> I wish I was one of those. Wait, do you have a Jets one or do you have a Panthers one? I have a Panthers one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the start of the downfall. Anyways, next team in the division. Third place from last year. This team went 10-7 and in the regular season and found their way in the NFC Championship game. We're talking about the 49ers of San Francisco, who um, probably one of the most boring, uneventful, off seasons ever while still being interesting. Now hear me out. Hear me out. They have not done anything. They have literally not done anything, but all eyes have been on them with the Debo Samuel, Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. Debo still wanting a trade, not rescinding his, uh, his, his trade request. And they're still trying to figure out a trade a trade partner for Jimmy G, um, who just had so- shoulder surgery very recently, and they don't know how they want to go about it um, with him yet. Yeah, teams don't want to bite on a guy who they don't know what he looks like throwing. I get it. It's tough. Um, but Jimmy G had his run. It's been filled with mostly injuries, a lot of ups and downs, more downs than ups. Um but two, you know, two uh, a Super Bowl appearance and a conference championship game appearance that they had really, in my opinion, they had no business being in. But that defense was legit. Uh, that defense was legit. All eyes right now are on Trey Lance. Uh, people are saying that they believe that Trey Lance is like the second coming of Jesus Christ, um, basically, when it comes to quarterback play. I wouldn't know. I haven't watched too much. We watched some preseason stuff last year. We got uh, we got some. Uh, oh, what was that shitty nickname the 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 Forty Niners announcer gave? Um, I gave him. I forgot what it was, but uh, he's with a good head coach and Kyle Shanahan. So if anybody's going to be good at grooming a quarterback and making bringing out the best of them, that you know that's that's. It's got to be Kyle Shanahan. I agree. He's got a way of simplifying an offense so that a quarterback is able to make uh, make a higher percentage of passes, but with also the not giving up as far as not challenging a defense. Like there's lots of ways to design an offense where you're letting your quarterback get into a rhythm get the ball out quick, keeping them upright, you know, all that good stuff. And you can be kind of productive, but those kind of offenses mean that you're constantly taking like first downs at the first downs and you're marching your way down the field of 16 play drives, which is cool. Like if you can do it, like I know my bills did it plenty of times last year, but at the same time, they also 
take big plays and go 40 yards, 60 yards down the field. That's where the Niners offense is looking to go. And that's where Shanahan I'm sure is anxious to go too, because it, it was cool that Jimmy G can keep an offense on track and, and know where to go with the ball for the most part and, and be able to effectively make the offense run. You you want to kick it to another gear though, because yeah. sometimes you run into a, an opponent that just stymies you, stuffles, you know, his, stuffs everything you try and do. So, yeah, Jimmy G's not like a mobile quarterback. He's pocket passer. He's um, traditional. He's he's a safe one. Who was I talking about this with recently? I hope I didn't say it already on this episode, but um, you know, he's kind of like a. Alex Smith, uh, he's he's safe. He can get you. He can win you games. He can prevent you. You know, it, he'll, he won't let your team lose games in some instances. But towards the end of last year, we got to see, um, we got to see a little bit of that. Where I mean, that interception and the it, you know, to close out the NFC Championship game hurt. Uh, that was tough. That was really tough. But um, but yeah, Jimmy G has been largely safe. You know, even that Super Bowl run they went on in 2019. Uh, the, all the rumors about them trying to get Jimmy G not to throw the ball as much. They were just handing the ball off to running backs. That's that's a tough break, especially the contract that that Jimmy G got. Um, man, he's got a that poor dude. What a horrible offseason he's had. Takes. I mean, Trent Dilfer had a pretty bad one after he won a Super Bowl and was released by the team uh, with the Ravens back in 2000. But Jimmy G takes his team that close, um, getting replaced by Trey. He's handled it very well. Um, shoulder surgery, so it hurts his stock. Julian Edelman buries, buries him on a podcast, hurts his stock. Life is rough. Yeah, I could care less of what Edelman says. You don't you don't grow a beard like that if you don't have like some sort of real <laughs> yeah. small guy syndrome still. Yeah. Bro, you, you played in the NFL. You you're clearly tough. Calm down. <laughs> it uh it did add a uh, certainly added another layer to the Tom Brady Jimmy G debacle from a couple years ago. But um regardless, 49ers, they literally didn't add anything. They literally yeah. didn't lose anything as far as key edge losses. So pretty basic off season that hasn't bolded boded well for a lot of teams that have done that. They've added pieces. They mixed in, you know, a certain roster, but there's been nothing splash. It's been very quiet with, uh, with San Francisco this year. So let's, uh, let's head on over uh, to a, uh, let's look at our schedule picks. So San Francisco 49ers in week one, they were at Chicago. Could be looking at Trey Lance versus Justin Fields match up here, which I actually like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a win for the 49ers, regardless, better roster top to bottom. Very true. Um, after doing so many of these week ones already, I'm going to start questioning the schedule makers that they, they front loaded, you know, big time here with storylines. Yeah, I, I think you have to, I think you have to. And so I don't think you do it, week one when everyone's already pumped for football anyways. Yeah, maybe that's that's a fair point. They do book their best matchups in week one. Good Monday night football games. Well, I get it, I, it tapers yeah. out like it, it tapers the off networks. after that. Well, the networks want that. Yeah. But even still, some of these basic ones yeah. like a Niners like a Niners Bears game would be really tasty in November. 
Yeah. We, we probably know what the bears were by then, but well, that by then it might not be as valuable. That's the thing. That's, yeah. I think that's why they do that. I, yeah. As much as I don't, I can't stand listening to Colin Coward. He did bring up a good point. I think it was last year. It was Darnold and the Panthers versus the jets. And he's like, he said, yeah, like nobody's going to care about this matchup in the middle of the season. So sure. why don't we get it done with when there's still some kind of mystery or allure? Yeah, that's very true. It, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've taken my shots at Coward, but also as I'm getting older, uh, his likability is going up. I think it's because I'm getting more crotchety. <laughs> I, I could be. <laughs> Except for his hatred of my man, Baker. Oh, yeah. It never ends. Anyways, who do you got for uh, 49 of Chicago? I have no reason to pick the Bears right now. All right. Uh, week two hosting Seattle. I believe we have wins here for the Niners. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Is that a thing? I don't know. I've seen it in a meme group. Uh, hmm. Week three at Denver. I have a loss here for San Fran. You have a win. So a 3 no start here. Week four hosting the Rams. You know, that was one of the interesting things last year because San Fran swept the Rams in the regular season, but the Rams beat them in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that can happen here. No, I don't. I don't think so. Or are we overhyping the Rams because they just won the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, I don't. There's there's nothing on San Fran's defense that has changed so much that it makes me think that the Rams sh- shouldn't be able to score points like right i don't know it i still look at the niners offenses they're the one that i have the most to prove out of all the the you know offense and defenses of both teams right okay that's fair um i'm gonna give a, a rams win here because who who do the rams have now at wide receiver they have cooper cup and who did that host that they just cooper bring? cup Allen robinson oh my god that's Jefferson. right um, that's right they have Allen robinson now yeah. <laughs> so where'd you have him on your wide receiver tiers? Oh, I had Cup at one, Jefferson at a four, Allen Robinson at a three. I, I like the value of, of Robinson, hopefully. At his, his health worries me. That's the only thing. Yeah, I, I, I want to be able to get him at a bargain. I had some controversial takes yet on that one. You should listen to it. I love that. It was uh, pretty spicy. You may or may not like what I said about Stefan Diggs' fantasy value. I don't care about... I don't draft Bills players, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, I don't because it's a conflict of interest. That's fair. I Yeah. Yeah. Like, the only reason to do it is so that other people don't have them on their teams to put against me. Yeah. My my favorite was, it was one of my first drafts. And I'm sitting there. This is the Tyrod Taylor year or Tyrod Taylor year with the Bills. And every round, this dude took Tyrod Taylor first overall. <laughs> In the first round. That's and crazy. The whole, the whole front, the whole, the whole fantasy. We did like our own war room. We had stuff all over the place. Everybody turned around like, are you serious? Yeah. Give it to Rod. Give it Tyrod. Next round. LaShawn McCoy. Next round, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious right now? He didn't have fun playing football that year. He must have. He must have had money to blow. It was a fifty dollar buy in. Jesus, 
and he bought all, he got all Bills players. Bad investment. Terrible. I think he might even picked up EJ Manuel as his backup quarterback. Like, so that bye week, you're you're in trouble. I could see certain teams doing that now. Like, I, we're getting so sidetracked. But, if man, if you go in on the Rams, like, this year, like, get their, just try and get their entire team, you're going to be all right. It's not a good strategy, but you'd probably be all right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I also, I know we're on the tangent, but I uh, have a, I won a fantasy championship with having Drew Brees, Darren Sproles, and Jimmy Graham. Oh, the year that Drew point. Brees broke the record. Yeah. He broke the record throwing a like a little dump off to Darren Sproles and like inside the five yard line. And that won me a championship and Drew Brees set the record at the same time. That's really cool. Actually. Isn't it cool? Dude, fantasy really football is so fun like that. I do love it. I can't wait for it to get underway. Um, do you remember when McNabb uh, was McNabb? Somebody was scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Deshaun Jackson like was celebrating, got tackled short of the goal to go or whatever. And, and then Donovan McNabb snuck it in or something like that. Well, Donovan McNabb snuck it in either way. Uh, I won a fantasy championship or yeah, because that he play. did that. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. Oh man. Oh, I miss it. I'm ready to, for it to come back. Um, week five at Carolina. We have wins for the 49ers week six at Atlanta. We have wins for the 49ers week seven hosting Kansas city. We have losses. We have losses. Um, week eight. I'm going to go. Week eight. They're at the Rams. I'm going to give the 49ers a win here. Yeah. I like a split. Yeah. Kind of considering these guys as maybe one, two in the division. Uh, week nine, a bye. Week 10, hosting the Chargers. Loss. Week 11 at Arizona. I'm going to go win. I'm going to go win. Yeah, I'm with you. I want them to jump Arizona this year. Uh, week 12, hosting New Orleans. I have a loss. You have a win. Week 13, hosting Miami. I have a loss. You have a win. Week 14, hosting Tampa Bay. I We have both have losses. Week 15, at Seattle. Probably can chuck this. No, wait, did I do this silly one? This is the one I did a silly one. All right. You're Lost. so silly. When it is silly. Uh, week 17 at the rate. Uh, yeah, at the Raiders. I have a win. You have a loss. And then week 18 hosting Arizona. I'm having to sweep Arizona. I think it could I don't have my wins in order right now. I don't know my wins yet, but I feel yeah. like that could have some playoff implications. Well, we've been going with the uh rant or Cardinals falling apart down the stretch, so we are definitely down the stretch here. They are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> who was that guy? Green? Lovey Smith. No. Dennis Green. Dennis, Dennis Green. Green. Yeah. Towards the Lovey Smith led Bears. True. And they were. They were. They were. That was my opinion the whole season. I'm like, they're not good. <laughs> I'm not scared of them. I wouldn't be scared of them. Uh yeah, it it's gotta it's it's gotta be a win here. All right. One, two, three, 
four, five. Ooh, look at you. 12 and five for the 49ers. I got him at nine and eight. Interesting, interesting. That could be because I'm a believer. That could be the difference between a steak dinner at Russell Salvatore's. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals. This is the noisiest team in the NFC West right now. Kyler Murray drama, contract drama. Again, get yours. But uh, uh, Cardinals owner is really cheap. I'm in such a like a tough spot, right? Like with Arizona, believing in what they could do. They started off seven and zero last year. And had another late season collapse. Like this is who the Cardinals are. I feel they are not good late in the season, right? This is two years in a row where their second half of the of the year has really fallen off, right? Yeah, you you're not wrong. They beat the Bills in 2020. That was the, the with that crazy play, and they lost like six straight after that, six or seven straight. Yeah, they uh. You know, they what are they, like I said, seven and zero, and I think they finished ten and seven or eleven and six last year. I should probably pull that up. You know, that's that's tough. That's tough. I don't know what it is. I mean, there's a lot of factors that come into play, and they're obviously going to be hurting. Um, without D Hop, yeah, they finished eleven and six last year. They lost. They went in the they went in the postseason real cold. Kyler Murray dealing with injury issues. Um, you know they they signed JJ Watt last year and he hardly played for them at all. Yeah, I can't believe I wanted him as a bill. <laughs> I think he fits the culture here, but his I want, body I want, just is holding up. Yeah, any meaningful snaps. Yeah, not right. a name. Right. My old school bills when we weren't sniffing the playoffs. Yeah. Give me all the names you want. (laughs) Terrell Owens. Let's go. (laughs) Right. No, I know. I know. But uh, yeah, Arizona, it's not been a great off season for them. It's been a lot of noise. A report came out that their owner didn't want to play or didn't want to pay the coaches because the coaches are not protected by a coaches union. Did not want to pay the coaches and staff playoff bonuses because they lost in the first round of the postseason. So. There's that. Um, mm-hmm. They're obviously having issues with Kyler Murray, who says he will not play at a franchise tag. Um, some other things he really, really, really wants to get paid. And uh, it's this is like an interesting debate because moral morality wise, go get paid. But at the same time, if I'm a team, do I want to pay Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen type money when he cannot? stay healthy or perform, he does not perform well for a full season. Yeah, no, the answer is no. Right. It, the answer is also no, because Kyler, it's not like Kyler came into the league without him already creating drama as far as his love of the game and right. wanting to be a true quarterback leader. So you came into the league saying, well, I'll just go play baseball. If I have to, I'll play baseball. It's like, okay, dude, whatever. You're not John Elway. Um, I think that he has leveraged this as far as he can. Yeah. What he did, that little tiny letter, in the grand scheme of things, it's not the big a deal. He's been there. He's been practicing. He's been doing everything. So, you know what I mean? Actions speak louder than words. 
the guy's been there showing up for his team. I, I think I think he'll grow from this, but maybe not in the, the meaningful way that'll actually lead to actual wins. Right. That's the question. I mean, we gotta we gotta I mean look at that, right? Meaningful wins are a big deal, but the team's record has improved steadily, right? Under yeah. under all of this. Yeah. Um is this like a prove it year for Kyler? Like if he if he maintains or or goes into the postseason and does something this year is that like a you know is that like okay maybe we can trust this guy so is this like a almost like it is for Tua is this kind of a prove it year for for Kyler as far as what he can what he really can do it probably is as far as staying a cardinal but because of what he's accomplished already in the league and the exciting player that he is I mean dude honestly isn't he like the most dynamic player in football Oh, he's so fun. He's he's yeah. a lot of fun to watch. He's good scrambling ability. He's little. He can move in. Um, deep, pretty damn good arm strength too. Oh, oh yeah. He, he dude can chuck it. Um, Inaccuracy, but I, I feel like it's a lot of it's a, it's a big supporting cast benefit too. I mean, yeah. that goes yeah. that goes for everybody. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but well, I just think um, so. Saying like as far as being a cardinal this year, yeah, this means a lot. If he plays well, great attitude, team gets lots of wins, all that comes together, it's locked in. He's probably going to be a Cardinal for the next six, seven years. Yeah. If he doesn't and they don't win, he could probably still go to another team and get paid. I know teams that will definitely pay him. I know he was very interesting this year when we were trying to figure out, as a Colts fan, you know, try to figure out what to do. Yep. With Carson Wentz, who yep. to go get if we move on from him. The idea of having Kyler Murray was intriguing, but he like he has this aura about him. Not like personality wise, but is just play like it, it like literally we had like this the Cardinals under him have this stigma of just being second half season joke artists. You know, and it's 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 tough when you support it. It's like I see with Frank Reich. You can't beat good teams. <laughs> you blow leads against good teams. That's a stigma. And it's like it's great when you break it. But at the same time, you're not really great at breaking that stigma. No, you beat my bills. That was the only good team they beat. No, they blew other leads. I was really waiting for them to blow the lead against the bills. Anyways. So Arizona's biggest offseason stuff, they they lost Chandler Jones. That was probably their biggest loss. He went to the Raiders. Yeah. It's smart though, in my opinion. It's smart. They they need that money for other stuff. They do. Um, but they did sign Hollywood Brown. He's gonna be uh he's gonna be wide receiver one for at least the time being. DeAndre Hopkins of course set that six game suspension. Um uh, does not help him any favors and Hopkins is getting up there. His health hasn't been all that great over the years. So maybe this benefit, you know, maybe it's a good thing for Hopkins. Finish strong second half of the year helps out the Cardinals. But track record speaking, it's not great. Like I had, spoiler alert, I had Hopkins this weekend uh, tier three for fantasy just mm-hmm. because of his unreliability. And that suspension hurts. So. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they lost a couple other pieces. They 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 gave up on Chase Edmonds. Um, did they have? Oh wait, did they have Patrick Peterson last year too? They did. 
He's with Minnesota now, right? Well, no, no, no. He was with Minnesota last year. I'm sorry. This oh. is his second year with Minnesota. Okay. That's yeah. right. Okay. So that's where we stand. Uh, I don't have too much more to say about the Cardinals, though. Um, let's get into our picks, I think. Unless you got something you want to add? I don't think so. I'm kind of just scanning their roster moves. They signed Josh Jackson. Who? Josh Jackson, the cornerback, used to play for the Chargers. No? No. Okay. Oh, wait, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's all right. I was like, oh, I forgot about you. <laughs> all right. Week one, hosting Kansas City, we both have losses. Week two, at Arizona, we both have wins. Week three, hosting the Rams. Loss. I think the Rams are going to have a little bit of a stumble in the beginning of the season. So let's give them a win here against the Rams. Going to go win. Okay. Uh, Week four at Carolina, we have wins. Week five hosting Philadelphia, we have losses. Week six at Seattle. Let's go scope that out real quick. Dang it. Uh, Week six. Seattle, we have we both gave Seattle wins there. So losses here for the Cardinals. Week seven hosting New Orleans. I have a win. You have a loss. Week eight at Minnesota. I haven't talked about the uh Minnesota Vikings at all this year, but I feel like this could be a win here for Arizona. <laughs> we have through other division lenses. Yeah, I guess we kind of have. But yeah. It hasn't been as favorable as I'm sure Viking fans would like it to be. No. No. And uh, that continues today. All right. Week nine, hosting Seattle. I know I didn't sweep them. Wait a second. Did you Mm -hmm. have Seattle sweep? I think you had Seattle sweep Arizona. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. You did. Okay. Okay. Loss. I have a win here. Uh, week 10 at the Rams. I'm going to go a loss. Yeah, I'm loss gonna, here. Going to go loss here. Yep. Um, week 11, hosting San Francisco. Uh, losses here. Week 12, hosting the Chargers. Losses. Week 13, a bye. Week 14, hosting the Patriots, losses. Week 15, at Denver, wins. Week 16, hosting Tampa Bay, losses. Week 17, at Atlanta. I just want to double-check and confirm this. Uh, We have wins for the Falcons, so losses here. And then week 18, at San Francisco, losses. That was easy home stretch. One, two, three, four. Oh, dear God. Six and 11. <laughs> oh, uh, one, two, three, four, five and 12. Yikes. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. I think that's, that's probably going to be like our Raiders from last year. Probably. Yeah. You never know, though. It's, it is Arizona. There's a lot of 50-50 games. We'll say that. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. I think ceiling 
I think ceiling, probably 10 games, 10, 11 games. But I don't, I I don't trust, I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. There's just a lot of noise. There's just a lot of noise for me in Arizona that I'm not overly fond of. Um, all right. The main event, the Rams defending Super Bowl champions. Matthew Stafford finally gets the big one. Um, and a pretty quiet offseason for them as well. A uh, couple, couple losses. Andrew Whitworth retires. Uh, OBJ is currently unsigned. I think many people believe that he will be the uh, the QB one, or be, uh, he will be on the team uh, by the end of the, you know by the end of or by, by the beginning of the season. I think we're waiting on some things. Uh, they did lose Robert Woods as well. They traded him. He had an ACL injury or Achilles injury, and they shipped him off to. Uh, Tennessee for a ze- some zebra cakes. Uh, they did get Allen Robinson, which was probably their biggest ad. Um, Allen Robinson, very, very talented. This is going to be the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever played with. Yeah. Ever played with. And it's crazy to think that it's taken this long. I uh, Robinson was, you know, Robinson did well in fantasy with, you know, Trubisky and really well with Blake Bortles, but as far as somebody who can get him the ball and put him in the right spot, Robinson's in a really good place with uh, with Matthew Stafford right now. I just hope Stafford doesn't regress because he finally won the big one. You see that sometimes. Like, I get worried about that with players sometimes. Like, they, they they don't get something for so long, and they finally get there, and it's like, ugh. Right? I agree. Yeah, it's it's like Rich Gannon is one for me. Right, Rich Gannon. He put uh, together two MVP. really good seasons. He was around the league for a little while. Put together two really good seasons with the Raiders, and then just dropped off a cliff after that. Yeah, yeah. you know, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson never blew anybody away, but he was a guy who, right around that same era, you know, he he was a guy who can do Gruden's offense. Had that really good year, reached the pinnacle, and then fell off. Nick Foles, recently, you know what I mean, earned that big contract. Never the same again after after he won Super Bowl MVP. So I always get concerned about players who are championship starved and they finally reach that. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I did everything now. But at least with Stafford, he going into becoming a Ram, he had already put together a career that would have been borderline Hall of Fame worthy. Borderline, yeah, yeah. Some people he, say he needs to win one more to be to be no. borderline. Or to be in the Hall of Fame. They, they said he needs to win two. The guy's going to finish top five in passing yards. Probably, yeah. So, <laughs> that like, I mean, he grew up 100% in the era, you know. Yeah. By the second, by the moment he stepped foot on the field, the NFL was way different than it had ever been. So, yeah. I I I think he's different, though, dude. I do think he's different. I it's it's a, His mentality never changed with the lions you know what i mean he came in ready to go every single year no matter how beat up he was no matter how bad the team was it, the guy loves football he's, he he's wired that way and that it's not about the glory it never has been he hasn't been chasing glory i don't think obviously he wants to win a championship because that's that's his job that's the ultimate goal he's he's supposed to win a championship and so he was working towards it but i think it doesn't even have to be about that I think he'll be one of those guys that talks about, yeah, my Super Bowl win was great, but I remember this one season. And then he's going to talk about this 6-11 and Lions team and 
you know what I mean? And how the team stuck together. He's one of those dudes. So even if he wears his hat backwards, cowherd. (laughs) Cowherd, the coward. Um, Yeah, I am excited for Matt Matt Stafford. I think, you know, I I was happy with either ending to the Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. Both uh, both players, both teams had something to be excited about, you know, something to be excited about for him. But uh, yeah, in the case of Stafford and company, they're coming back. They're pretty much fully loaded. Their defense is good. They were paying guys. Um, a lot of dudes got paid this offseason. A yeah. lot of people got paid. I don't know how they do it, but um, their GM, I would hands down say that Les Snead is the best general manager in, in the NFL today. He's fine. I, huh? He's fine. Top three. I would put him at that. He's found it. I, I got to give credit where credit's due. He's found a way. He's literally changed how people view salary cap. Like, I don't think I was viewing salary cap as a myth until Les Need started signing salary cap space, signing guys to crazy amounts of money and front loading it, moving it a certain way so you can acquire more big name talent. I mean, literally, the Rams' core roster right now, aside from Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, a lot of their other stars are stowaways. Like, their guys last year, OBJ, Giants and Browns, Stafford coming from the Lions, um, Eric Weddle was a yeah. charger in in in, in yeah. Raven. Uh Robert Woods started Von off Miller. in Buffalo. Von Miller started off in Denver. There were a lot of stowaways. Like certain teams can't figure out how to do that shit and put together an elite level roster that works. And Lesney did. Like it's it's crazy where you know some of the greats like a Brandon Bean or or you know I, I I'm I'm indifferent on Chris Ballard right now, but uh, Brandon Bean and some of these other GMs, they know how to build the team from the ground up successfully. He's mastered, Lesnit has mastered free agency trades in, in draft picks and salary cap, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he yeah. doesn't, dra- they haven't drafted in the first or second, at least the first round in at least five or six years, right? Yeah. I also think it's got a lot to do with the ownership style of Sam Kroenke, which is he's all about the the flash. He's all about the, moving the team to LA, bam, big highlight. We're, we're in LA. We're this major franchise. Everyone look at us, you know, because the Lakers are in town, they're the same way. And so they, they kind of embrace that mentality of like, we're going to be making splash trades. We're going to be paying, you know, going out, we'll go get Stafford. Sure. We'll trade away the next three picks, you know, three first round picks. We don't care. That's the kind of mentality he has and it's worked. Yeah. Will it continue to work? No, it can't because well, eventually thought, see, he'll lose that. Stafford. He'll lose Stafford, and then what? You're going to trade another three or first round picks? Well, you don't have them anymore. See, I thought that though four years ago. I said on this podcast, <laughs> I, said, I said on this podcast that the Rams that was their chance. All right, this is one of those big whiffs that every sports person makes. Uh, but I'm only too proud to admit that I made it. I said that their window closed with that Super Bowl loss, that they, it was just not it. Their their salary cap handling was unsustainable. And, you know, it's, there's just no way. There's just no way they could keep paying these guys. These, I think Jared Goff got a pay raise after that Super Bowl, um, after that run. I think they gave him a, a huge extension. And I'm just like, there's no freaking way. There's no way that they can maintain this many people. And they have done nothing but prove me wrong. And Rams fans, you got to be excited right now. You have to be excited that you have uh, the best, the best young mind in head coaching as your head coach, Sean McVay. He's yeah. the best mind. Um, 
arguably one of the best general managers. Obviously, I I hold him. I think he's the best one in the National Football League. Ryan thinks otherwise. Top three, I'm sure. Depending on who you talk to, you get various opinions. But very few people will not agree with you on the Sean McVay being one of the best young head coaches or being the best. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. Um, he's he's done nothing but win. So yeah. <laughs> I, I I like Sean McVay as far as it, it's just his love of football is is totally tied to his IQ as a human being, probably. Like I bet this guy could have succeeded in whatever field he chose to do. You know I, what I mean? He I I'm going to be a rocket scientist and pff, he goes and be, be, he's a rocket scientist or I'm going to go be a FBI profiler. Right. Seriously. The dude's like eidetic memory is insane. Him yeah. reciting plays and they literally will give him just like scenarios and he goes, Oh, you're talking about this play from this time. And here's the scenario. Here's the wide receiver set. Here was the, the, the main target on the play. And <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, he's had to make a lot of tough decisions, you know, I mean, I know it's e- maybe easy for us looking on the outside, looking in, but you know, when you develop relationships with people, it's really hard to do stuff like getting rid of Jared Goff for a Matthew Stafford. I think that's a hard emotional, unless something really bad happened in between. But I feel like if I, I feel like if I'm in Sean McVay's position, and you get these emotional attachments to players. You get to know them. You know, uh, not that Sean McVay was Jared Goff's first coach, but he was a second coach. Like a year after, they drafted him, and had to make you know had to make that that move, and that caused a whole ruckus thing, a whole lot of rumors and and, and whatnot, a whole lot of awkward situations, from what I understand. So. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I hold the Rams in high regard. I think they're going to be good for a long time. They know how to make moves. And with the way that, especially with the way that the NFL is moving towards more NBA style off season, when it comes to player movement, um, I, I think the Rams are going to be all right for a long time. As, as long as, as long as Stafford straps it up, at least. I think even beyond that, I really do. There's dude, there's a top five quarterback on the, there's been like a top five or 10, QB on the market every single year for the last three or four seasons. And I see that trend just continuing. Yeah. I, I just, I do. I really, truly do. I don't so, think it's going to. So this year was Matt Ryan, not in top five, obviously leading, but I'm saying Matt well, Russ, Ryan was, yeah. Or Matt, Russ, that's true. Russ, um, some may consider Deshaun Watson. I think on, on field, I would, I would have definitely called him a top five quarterback a year or two ago. Yeah. But you know, when we got to see him, um, 2021 or well, it would be 20. Oh yeah. 2021 season. Um, who do we have move around? Sure. Shit. Wasn't Carson Wentz. Um, <laughs> we did yeah. it. I, we did. I feel like we did have some other movements. Yeah. But he wasn't moved. Like, like Stafford was like Stafford. Obviously oh, for a like, hall. Yeah. Right. You know, and then a couple of years ago, Brady rivers, all, you know, all these, uh, a lot of, a lot of shuffling around a lot of, QB shuffling around. So, all right, future bet. We're, we're right now, five years from now, the Rams are the third um, team in the division. Steak dinner. Let's go. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. I, think, right. I think that someone remind us. Someone remind us in five years. An episode 3000. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that's gross sounding. Um, 
Uh, no. But anyways, but that's the Rams offseason. That's the Rams offseason. Let's go and make our final preview and predictions for this run, and then we are done for today. All right, week one, they are opening up the season hosting the Buffalo Bills. I have a loss here for the Rams. You have a win for the Rams. Week two, hosting Atlanta. We have wins. Week three, at Arizona. I have a win. You have a loss. Mm-hmm. I got them at three and zero. Oh, you got them at two and one. Week four at San Francisco. We have wins here for the Rams. All right. Week five hosting Dallas wins. Week six hosting Carolina winning. Week seven a bye. Week eight they have. Uh, San Francisco again. We got losses here. So that's tough. But hey, it's a good start. Week nine at Tampa Bay wins. Week 10 hosting Arizona. Uh, We got wins for the Rams. Week 11. That's probably one of the easiest picks you've had to do all year. Um, you ain't saying shit. Huh? What? <laughs> <You know, laughs> week uh, eleven at New Orleans wins. Week twelve at KC. I have a loss. Do you have a win? Week thirteen hosting the Seahawks. I don't even know why I looked. Stupid ass wins. Uh, week fourteen hosting the Raiders. Win and a loss. Week fifteen at Green Bay. Hmm. Right. One team definitely got worse. And it ate the Rams. Win. I'm with you. Week 16, hosting Denver wins. Week 17 at the Chargers, which is basically a home game. Losses. Week 18. Pity wins for the Seahawks. Loss. One, two, three, four, five, twelve, and five. I have the Rams at you. I'm at one, two, three, four, five. So we have a dilemma here, Mr. Brian. And we are going to figure it out next week because we're not sitting here doing math. We'll have to figure it out ahead. Uh, No, we got two weeks to do it. We got two weeks to figure out who our division winner is. Hopefully it comes down to a coin flip. That would excite me. Because <laughs> that is that is a last tiebreaker. Um, but there it is, everybody. Your 2022 NFC West preview predictions. Yes, the Arizona one was a little dramatic. Possibly. Probably. Um, but that is it. That's a lot of fun. There's nothing fun. we can do about teams that give us bad vibes. Right. Right. Except just get proved wrong yeah like i said it's all in fun this none of this shit matters no. but it is always good to look at you know like i say with the fantasy episodes you know these episodes are not gospel all right our opinions are um just that they are opinions they are opinions to help you formulate your own opinions this is all just preseason talk none of it matters unless it actually happens right yeah. that's a that's a big deal um big thing you can be the best team on paper and just shit the bed and it, it's all for naught. 
none of this matters. None of the talk that we do or ESPN or NFL network or Colin Cowherd or skip Bayless or whatever those guys do. It doesn't matter. What matters is what happens on those dates in those games. Um, that's why you play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that I is kind of, I kind of oh. like to repick my Raiders. I'm just saying, huh? I got some L's that hand some Raiders. Just oh, they're going 0 17 this year. <laughs> If only they went back and listened to last year's. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I feel. Yeah. And there's a there's for Raiders fans. I do care about you guys. Um, I do care about you guys. We just had a couple rough ones to give us some shit on uh, the Facebook page. And I'm I'm spiteful. I'm very spiteful. And, uh, you know, I just it's my only way of getting back at people. So um, <laughs> but that is it. That is it. On behalf of Brian and I. Till next time, the two-point conversation is good.